0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode two of the Just Saying podcast. In this podcast, we will be talking about week two of the NFL season, looking at a general landscape and some notable moments that happened in this week. We will be also talking about the games that Jack and I both separately went to in Chicago and in Arizona. All right, with that being said, here we go. Welcome to the Just Saying Podcast, episode two. Today is September 22nd, 2021, and today we're going to get into a couple of things. Um, As we mentioned last week, we both went to our favorite team's respective home games. Go Uh, Cards, baby. What a big win. (laughs) And Go Bears also. We finally got our first win. I'm kidding. We didn't deserve that one, but I'll take a win any day. Um, So we're going to talk about those, and then we're going to get into some other just important topics that happened um, this past week. Uh, But the focus today is going to be on our personal experiences at our favorite teams' games. So, I mean... It should be a good
1: one. I actually just had uh, the best lunch of my life. It was a a Cliff Bar and a Kit Kat. So,
0: uh, I'm feeling, you know, nice and charged up. (laughs) Um, So, I guess we're just going to start off by talking about the Bears game. Let's do it. Justin Fields, QB1. Well, wait, Andy Dalton is our quarterback, if healthy. If healthy. I mean, Nagy's
1: incompetent. But, so just, how does that make you feel? Let me just ask. Like, how does it make you feel that every, everyone knows where this is heading, in what direction this is pointing in, and also what the rational move is, obviously being playing Justin Fields? Right. Um, what did he send a PR person out to the mic to say?
0: Well, so what happened was in the post-game interview, or maybe it was, I think it was post-game, someone asked him, like, so is Justin Fields going to be your starter for the foreseeable future? And he was like, you know, that scheme... So I'm not going to get into it. And the reporter literally said, that's not scheme. And he goes, that's most definitely scheme. I can't get into that. And then he just kind of smiled. But then, yeah, like you said, like, I guess like 10 minutes later, he sent out a PR person to give the message that Dalton is the quarterback if healthy, which he also, we'll get into this too, but he also reiterated that today, even though they just announced that Fields is going to be the starter. So makes no sense. But, um, you know. What would you think about uh, Dalton this week? In, in the, uh, the time you saw him, before Fields
1: made his uh, inevitable entrance.
0: Well, actually, I mean, surprisingly, I think he looked pretty good. I mean, nothing, nothing extremely special. He, uh, well, let's just say on his first drive, he scored a touchdown. They got a touchdown. Uh, it was a pass to Alan Robinson. Um, so everyone was pretty excited about that. When you score on the first drive, it, you know, great start to any game. And it was funny, too, because A-Rob, after he caught that touchdown... His little celebration was he fake opened a vault and then <laughs> made it rain, which obviously is a, a reference to him wanting more money. That, yeah, that's, uh, that's the Chandler Jones move. Um, but yeah, so I think, honestly, Andy Dalton looked good early. Uh, I was kind of happy with it, but something... So my dad and um, Jack and I's his other best friend, uh, went to the game and... Something my dad said that was so true during the game was it was honestly bad coaching because when Dalton was really hot, they'd go and throw Fields in for, like, a couple of plays. Mm-hmm. And then if Fields got hot on those plays, they would take him back out and put Dalton in. So it was just kind of like... Just the Matt Daggy special? Yeah, it was just so dumb. It makes it, no sense. It made no sense. I think you, if Dalton's hot, keep him in. Let it, let it roll, let it ride, and keep scoring, doing whatever he's doing. But, yeah. you know, like... How did Montgomery look, by the way? I actually didn't even get to... They bottomed him up pretty well, they actually. Did. I mean, he ended up, I think, with like 60-something yards. I don't think he had a touchdown, but... You guys he ran the, the ball pretty him. effective as a team, though. What, about 100, yeah.
1: 130
0: yards, 125 yards? On Not a- bad. I think just after watching the Rams game and how dominant Montgomery was, I think the Bengals oh, yeah. were just so keyed on him. So, it was, I of mean, course. it's bound to happen, but... Of course, of course. Um... As everyone else saw, Dalton had a non-contact injury, which I didn't even see from where we were sitting. He was running towards the sideline that we were sitting on. Yeah. And, um, to me it looked like he got shoved out, but after watching it online, he just like hopped out on his own. It was super weird. Yeah, it was, it was a little and, bit of a buckle. Yeah, you had texted me that too, because I was like, oh, yeah. Andy Dalton's out, because I was super pumped. But, um, yeah, that was weird. But, so after the injury, this is pretty messed up also. Um. Bears fans started cheering, very loud, and so I'm not sure if it's because they knew Fields was coming in or if they were very happy yeah. that Dalton was hurt. Um, either way, we'll kind me- cool. let's just call it messed up. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of it was kind of funny, but also just disrespectful. Um, I mean the 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 Bears
1: obviously won the game. The Cincinnati gave them a little bit of a uh, scare late and late, yeah. Yeah, late in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's interesting. And maybe almost impressive as a team to win when your two quarterbacks who play go Andy Dalton nine for 11, 56 yards and a touchdown, right. Justin Fields six for 13, 60 yards zero uh, no touchdowns and an interception. I mean, one hundred and sixteen yards. Like I mean, w- w- winning with that. I just I find that impressive, but almost a little sad in a way.
0: Well, it's almost it's almost like. To me, normal Bears football, yeah. you just really rely on that defense, and the defense showed up. I think, you know, like you said, only 100-something yards of throw it, or passing, 116, yeah. so it's just, you shouldn't be able to win like that, but when your defense has literally three back-to-back-to-back picks on yeah. consecutive plays for Burrow, we forgot that. Yeah. so fun to watch, by the way, that's, so crazy, that's awesome. um, which that whole sequence started off with a Roquan 50-yard pick and touchdown yeah um then the next one Jalen Johnson gets a pick, uh, which by the way, he's looking absolutely fantastic uh, through the first two weeks.
1: I was just gonna say that it's pretty awesome Jalen Johnson uh leading the league actually in a PFF coverage grade um, oh, second, which I,
0: second year by the way yeah too. second
1: year player um, which I mean PFF can be a little iffy, but I do uh find the coverage grades to be one of the more reliable. Uh, of all the grading systems, but I mean that's impressive nonetheless. Uh,
0: yeah, it feels good that yeah. we have
1: one defender that wants to play. Especially because it seemed like the uh, the worry going into the season was of wow, the, the bear secondary
0: might be right. you know their Achilles' heel. Well, I still think it kind of was. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, but just to end off that sequence, Angelo Blackson off of an Alec Ogletree tip got the third pick. So we like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the DBs at the end of the game were the reason that the Bengals even got back into the game mm-hmm. um there was a weird play with Eddie Jackson and um I think Kendall Vildor was the other player in on that play and they kind of just collided instead of tackling Jamar Chase but I think the throw from Burrow was it was honestly a pretty bad throw it kind of threw Chase open and like threw off the defender's um path to go hit him is was weird it was really weird to watch he but, was able to see the ball
1: yeah he, yeah,
0: he was able to Finally. Yeah, <laughs> but it was funny, too, because early in the game, I think he only had two catches the entire game, but he had a drop. Did he really? He did, and yeah. it was pretty funny.
1: What did he... Let me, I'm actually pulling it up right now. He goes... It was like two, two receptions, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah the long one was the touchdown. Yeah. 100%. Um, wow, I mean, well, I, I know I texted you this last night, and I, I know we kind of both have a bit of an agreement in the sense that the Bears, you know, realistically... Uh, middle-of-the-pack team, Uh, a lot of questions, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't really know if if this is a fringe playoff season, if this is, you know, put what we can on paper and look forward to the next year and build, or or, or really what it is, at at least my point of view, looking uh, from an outsider looking in, but I did text you and ask you, you know, what did you learn about your team uh, in that game, and I I just want you to be able to share, you know, what what you feel like you learned about the Bears, and also... When you finish that, what did you learn about the Bengals? Because the Bengals have also been you know, a bit of a surprise team. They looked pretty solid uh, compared to expectations. I know I was right. extremely low well on them, but i got to say I'm impressed.
0: I think, I'm trying to find it right now, but I think what I had texted you was just kind of, I learned more about individual players, also the defense, than I would learned about the offense as a whole. Yeah, It was kind of tough, because like you said, you have two quarterbacks coming in, um, kind of a beat-up offensive line. You don't really know what to expect every week. Um, but Eddie Jackson showed up last week after being called out out by a lot of players. He had a strip, uh, or a a forced fumble off of, I think it was T. Higgins. Um, so good to see him. Obviously Roquan criminally underrated. Roquan, baby. Eight tackles, sack, pick, and a touchdown. So, I mean, I mean, just our defense as a whole just looked really good.
1: We're going to get it up on our Twitter at some point, uh, in the next day, but... We really need everyone to see this graphic that Sam had showed me where it compares uh, Roquan Smith to that of uh, James Leonard and and Bobby Wagner, uh, numbers-wise, and Fred Warner. It's it's pretty insane. I mean, obviously, I know when you just look at pure stats, it can be kind of meaningless um, without the full picture, but it's pretty interesting to see how uh, much production Roquan Smith puts up. Oh, he's
0: super productive, and I think the thing that kind of sets those other guys apart from him and why he wasn't even added onto the top 100 list... Wait, um, when a lot I actually didn't even know that. F- no, he wasn't even... Ro- Roquan
1: Smith was on the top of the list. list. Okay.
0: And like a, in the picture that Jack was talking about, he had better stats than basically everybody else on that list. And I think Bobby Wagner was the highest rated, or maybe... It might have been Fred Warner. I, I think it might have been... I, he I really was like know. top 20 either way. I gotta say, uh, the,
1: the NFL player rankings, they did fall in favor of some, some Cardinals players, but uh, DJ Humphries, our left tackle, gave a uh, press conference after they released the full NFL player uh, top 100 rankings. And he said that he's... I mean, this is obviously coming from him, probably a little salty he didn't get put on it, considering he graded out as like the fourth or fifth best tackle in the NFL last year. Um, he's like, you know, I've never even been asked about this. I don't know anyone who votes for this. I don't think it's real. Like, yeah. I don't i don't know what this thing, what, what this is. I've never once been asked to rank any player. Um, so yeah, just kind of funny. That, that actually just blew my mind to hear that Roquan Smith wasn't listed as a top 100 player. In the
0: well, n- you know, my kind of theory on that too is I think a lot of the guys, like Devin White was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a little higher up than That's oh, a, that's that's a cool. Super Bowl sweetheart. Yeah, that's a, and I think a lot of those guys too, like, uh, who's, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, the Colts linebacker. Darius Leonard. Yes, so those two guys in particular, really boisterous, loud personalities, and I think that helps them get put on a list like that. Roquan very quiet. I mean, like, just kind of. I don't want to say shy because I don't know him yeah. personally, but he's just he's more introverted. It seems. I guess so. It. He doesn't have that personality that's going to draw attention to himself. But you know, is what it is. Hundred percent. That just feeds his his chip on the shoulder. Hundred percent. So. Well,
1: at least we know we got a uh, Justin Fields, the official quarterback one next week, and that is a uh, as you as you mentioned uh, before we hopped on that is back home for Justin Fields, uh, Ohio and. Columbus correct or Cleveland Uh, yeah they'll be in Cleveland Cleveland, but a
0: lot of Cleveland fans are Ohio State fans so it's It's going to be kind of of course hard for them to cheer against him but it'll be interesting yeah it'll be weird and you know I know we'll
1: we'll get into our uh our preview of the next week towards the end of this episode but what
0: are you looking forward to that matchup well here's what I'll tell you I hope that Nagy doesn't limit the playbook just mm-hmm. because it's his first start, I yep. don't want to see that Mr. Busy set where he's throwing slants and crossing routes and whatever. Because I think obviously Fields has a huge arm; he can throw it downfield pretty accurately, as we saw in the Bears game um, against the Bengals just this last week. Mm-hmm. But you know, so I, I want to see the playbook open to him. Uh, I want to see a lot of. Um, option runs with him and Montgomery I think that could be pretty lethal um but I'm worried though just because Browns do have a good defense yeah on paper at least they haven't looked too good against I mean the Texans shout out again I think I did this last week but Tyrod Taylor who can't catch a break is hurt again um wow I mean that's just unfortunate at this it's <laughs> so unfortunate because he's playing so well although yeah. he did play against the Jags uh, yeah. but he was looking good against the Browns early um but I'm Gotta just... Gotta keep that team
1: doctor away from him, man. I bet. <laughs> you can't let it near him. Yeah. But, so, I mean, something interesting to look though. The, the Bears do actually have a really good run defense, which uh, should play oh, into their favor.
0: We have some hogs up front, yeah. uh, some
1: big boys. What, what are they calling them? Um, I forget what they're calling the, the Browns uh, running running back. Oh, Chunt. They're calling it... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. front and Chubb yeah. combined. They're okay. calling it Chunt. Yeah, that's a great running yeah. back room. Pretty close to a bad word, but we'll keep it with Chunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's C H U N T, by the way. But yeah, that actually should be awesome. I'm, I'm excited to see that matchup. That'll be a pretty physical game, I um, imagine.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be tuned in, but it's you know, it's nerve wracking for sure. Just having your first year quarterback going against uh 100%. Clowney and Garrett. So
1: hundred yeah. percent. And the Cardinals actually they play the Browns in Cleveland as well in three weeks, week six, I believe. Sure four weeks actually, that would be. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get a taste of both of our teams playing the same team.
0: Luckily, we're not there when it's too cold. You know,
1: being what do you mean in Cleveland? Just in,
0: it'll help the quarterback play. Oh yeah. oh oh yeah, one
1: hundred percent. Also, like, who wants to go to Cleveland? Come on now.
0: Whoever loses our group. Oh yeah. Gonna... By the way, we
1: we have a we do have a fantasy group. Um, it is a PPR auction style fantasy group. We had to graduate from snake draft auction. It was it was a big step for a lot of the the uh, the members of the league, but. We have decided that uh, <laughs> the loser, as in the absolute last place person in our uh, fantasy football league, has to catch a flight to Akron, Ohio. Uh, well, actually, you'd probably have to fly to Cleveland, Cleveland yeah. and drive to Akron and get the uh, certified lover boy haircut, which would be the, the little heart in, uh, engraved into your head and then fly back. So um, that should be awesome. I just want everyone to know, too, I'm tied for last right now. Yeah,
0: so, tied, tied for last. I am tied for first. So I'm very confident win. in my team. I think they'll end up putting up numbers for me. I've had a couple of losses due to injuries and stuff and just bad play. So I'm not too worried about it, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm kind of worried, but I'm not, <laughs> not too worried yet. You're definitely worried. Only week two. I just have to be better than last.
1: 100%. But, yeah, I mean, actually, I uh, as you know, I did also get to go see the, the Cardinals play, my own team play. They played the Vikings. As many know, it was a pretty insane game where we honestly fully should have lost. Uh, I really still don't know how we won other than the fact that, you know, kickers just love missing in Arizona. That's just, that just seems to be the theme. Um, That was
0: bad game management, in my opinion. I don't know why they didn't try to take one more shot to, like, get closer up, because they just, I feel like this is kind of, I don't know, I don't remember what other game did that, but, like... I don't know why you're so content with kicking from further away when you have like enough time to move up a little bit to kick a closer field goal, especially when didn't he miss a kick in that game? He missed an extra point, yeah. Right, he, he so, missed an extra point,
1: and I think it was also more just ironic because they had been sent to overtime by that kicker uh, last week, and yeah. so I think they actually had like a social media post. No, oh, like, I saw yeah, that. Like, yeah, at least we know we can trust. Uh, right, trust our guy, uh, but or Greg Greg Joseph being their kicker. Um, But yeah, it was, honestly, I would say it was not a pretty game for the Cardinals. Um, Kyler had an unbelievable first half and a very mediocre second half. Uh, I think from the the get-go, I think the first play, Dalvin Cook went up the middle, kind of cut out to the edge and got tripped up, 12-yard game. Second play is a 64-yard touchdown to K.J. Osborne. And, I mean, even after the first run where Dalvin got that 12 yards, I was like, yeah, we're probably going to lose this game. Um, the one shining weakness for the Cardinals seems to be their rush defense. You know, we, we performed really well against Derrick Henry last week, but I think that more had to do with our our you know, our pass rush and all of our pressure getting home on that O-line. And the Vikings were desperate not to fall 0-2, and they threw everything at us. They played actually a really, really nice game up front. Um, their O-line and D-line both looked really, really nice. So... That was definitely a worry at first. I thought we were toast. Uh, we fall down 20 to seven, and it was certainly looking like a, uh, a 2019, uh 2018 cliff showing. Um, but Kyler just, <laughs> Kyler's unbelievable, man. He's one. Of, <laughs> he's unreal to watch, that's all I can say. Uh, brought us back in and put us ahead at half, which shout out to Rondell Moore. I don't know if a lot of people saw, um, the famous highlights, obviously, the Rondell Moore 77-yard touchdown where he slips out.
0: How was he wide, wide, yeah, he wide open? Yeah, wide open in the busted man.
1: zone. But uh I would say an even more impressive play was right before the half, the Cardinals have 20 seconds to get into field goal range. And I believe it was the, the last play before the kick. They get a little uh flat route to Rondell on the left side, and he... Breaks one tackle, cuts in and like squeezes through two guys and gets out of bounds with one second left. And Matt Prater hits a 62-yard field goal to take the lead at half. Huge kick, but massive kick. Uh, the longest actually in Cardinals history, but oh really? It was the That's longest cool. in Cardinals history. So it,
0: also, I just want to mention on that play too. Patrick Peterson didn't look like he wanted to tackle anybody. Patrick Peterson
1: does not want to tackle anybody at any time. I was actually just gonna say. Uh, you know, obviously Pat Pete being a legend of the Cardinals, one of my just favorite. a legend in general. I'm sorry yeah. to cut
0: you off. But. Oh no, of
1: course one of one of the best press corners of all time. One of my favorite players to ever watch. Um, kind of an ugly divorce with the Cardinals. Uh, he's definitely kind of gone at their GM, rightfully so at times. Almost unexpected, I'd say. Yeah, it, certainly. But I, I would say his uh, his big problem was he listed. The top receivers he's facing this year, and he did not mention DeAndre Hopkins. I would say that just about screwed him uh, for this game. Uh, I, I mean, D Hop actually didn't even have that great of a game. The first half, he was it was all D Hop, and then for some reason in the second half, it kind of all went away with him. I, I would probably credit Harrison Smith with helping him over the top a lot on Pat Pete, but at any rate, it was just kind of funny because Pat Pete had had all the, uh, the antics and talking going into the game. And, you know, he said like, I can't wait to do what I do versus the Cardinals. And, uh, I believe it was, uh, four targets from Kyler Murray, four receptions, 98 yards, two touchdowns, perfect passer rating. Um,
0: so Patrick Peterson didn't get the best of the Cardinals on that one. Which, so was he shadowing Hopkins for most of the game or did he switch off to, he uh, was AJ green and- he was on hop a good amount. Um, at the beginning of the
1: game, he certainly was. But actually, what's interesting is the Card- the Cardinals have, well, not the Cardinals, more Cliff. Cliff tends to just kind of lock, not tends to, he does lock uh, DeHop onto the left side of the field. For some reason, he is always on the left side of the field in Cliff's offense. And progressively throughout the game, DeHop actually started moving into the slot in a couple packages. And that's when Pat Pete would sometimes not be on him. But on the touchdown that DeHop scored where Kyler is rolling out left mm-hmm. with DeHop, that was on Pat Pete. Out wide, gotcha. um, which was kind of funny because then Kirk Cousins comes down and imitates the exact same thing, rolling out left, throwing a touchdown uh, to I believe it was Adam Phelan. But yeah, my actually one thing I one more thing I need to say about the Cardinals is uh, Rondell Moore. I know we just talked about the 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 play he made before half, but I think this guy is really going to stick in the NFL, and I think he's going to be something. Um, This is kind of, you know, just reading you know behind the lines, but something that stood out to me was on that 77-yard touchdown where he broke open, if you watch it, he... First of all, Christian Kirk just hauls to get in front of Rondell Moore and and lay the lead block, but Rondell Moore is celebrating Christian Kirk's block before he even crosses into the end zone, and I just, like, found that to be, like, unbelievably cool as a guy who, you know, second-round pick, like... I mean he leads all, all the uh, rookie wide receivers in, in reception yards um, which obviously after two weeks doesn't mean a whole lot but still I just thought that was awesome and then in the press conference after the fact uh, they asked him if he's surprised that he's you know having such a a nice role in this offense and he just says I'm just trying to show up to work every day and get better so along those lines I just thought that was really cool to see it makes me
0: happy well that'll help team chemistry for sure also he'll get the ball more keeps doing stuff like that and I think that's something that's a new trend kind of in the NFL. Um, I've been hearing a lot of this talk just because I've obviously been following Justin Fields and whatever, but uh, I think players coming out of college today are more prepared in all facets of the NFL game than they were, let's just say 10 years ago. Yeah. I think I've noticed just more of a presence even in like post-game interviews, like mm-hmm. the press conferences where players just, they know what to say, they they're say mature. the right things, and they're, yeah, they're just super mature. So I think that's gonna be a thing that helps a lot of players. Um, in this new era, kind of just solidify their spot in NFL. 100, and yeah,
1: I, yeah I, I totally agree. And uh, on that note, I also we, we texted about this too with respect to Kyler. Um, he, he still does this, you know. It seems to be every game where it's just one or two balls that just really make you, you know, wonder what he's thinking. Head scratchers. Um, yeah, exactly. There is the uh, the pick six to Nick Vigil to start the second half, which. You know, he just locked onto his read to Rondale. and just didn't. I mean, Chase Edmonds is wide open uh, underneath both backers. I just don't understand why he won't uh, go to his next uh, next look. But the second interception, I will say, I'm not going to make excuses. Uh, he was getting hit in the helmet, which theoretically isn't a, is a penalty. But uh, still, I mean,
0: was that like a hand to the helmet? I didn't see. It was
1: like a, I forget the the pass rusher on. The Vikings. I think it was number ninety-one. He kind of like reached around back and like hit Kyler along like the like where you uh, so with his arm. Or yeah, like with it, his okay. arm, like right. right above his ear gotcha. uh, hole. But it still, it almost kind of looked like a horse collar too while he was mm-hmm. throwing the ball. But anyways, it was underthrown, could have been a touchdown ball, uh, but yeah, still Kyler's just got to fix those things up because uh, there there are moments where they just walk through defenses and uh, they got to keep that up.
0: Yeah, and I think I replied to you when you texted me that by saying, like, I had seen analysts saying something similar, but I also think, I mean, we have to remember that it's only, what, Kyler's third season third in the season. NFL, yeah. still so young, especially when you look at someone like Brady, who's 40-something now, yeah. which, obviously, I, I don't know if That's the Kyler's going to the gonna yeah. play until he's however old, especially because his style of play is so much more aggressive than yeah. Tom's is. Um, but he's young. He'll—I mean, just with experience, he'll start to learn defenses, start to learn what throws to, you know, chase what to be risky to back with, and yeah. yeah, what to not. So. Totally agree. And and obviously
1: the same goes for Justin Fields. That's oh. why I think as a fan, you always got to be happy when your young quarterback is playing because you want him to learn. Um, in some cases, you don't. Like Zach Wilson, I would argue that if I was oh. the head coach of the Jets. I would not want him out on the field <laughs> against the Patriots. Well, uh, did
0: you see? Um, Do you see the post game? Are you seeing ghosts? Yeah, I would. Pretty ballsy. Pretty as insane, a reporter to ask. Honestly,
1: pretty messed up. Pretty, in, pretty insane comment to ask. I uh, think
0: uh, Zach's response to the question was hilarious. That was pretty good. <laughs> <bad>. No, <laughs> that, that showed a pretty
1: good sense of humor. I would say. Yeah, but like, still, I mean, I think there was one point where Zach Wilson was two for five with three interceptions. Yeah, in it, the second quarter. It, 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 I mean, that, that's tough. But at, I was actually talking about this last night. Like, at what point...
0: Like, they can't bench, obviously. They can't bench. Well, yeah. I, do you even know who their backup quarterback is on that team? I don't even know if they have one. Let me... I'll look it up really quick while I'm but doing this. Still, like, you,
1: it gets to a point where it's just, like... At what point do you risk the man's confidence in his ability to do his job with just, like, letting him out, go out there and, you know, make mistakes and learn?
0: Um... So I'll respond to that in a second. But so the backup quarterback for the Jets is Mike White. No idea that is. Who was drafted 2018 round five, and he played at Western Kentucky. So I actually have no idea that is. Ne- uh, neither do I. But like you said, um, I have a lot of experience with a quarterback who doesn't have, you know, the highest self-esteem and confidence <laughs> in Mitch Trubisky. And I think, like you said, that I think that's very important to being able to play. Like, yeah, at some point. Like, for this field situation, you just need to get him out of there because he's not getting the reps. Like, even in practice, you're sitting behind, like, the the starters and you're getting second-team reps. It's just not going to help you. Um But, like, in Mitch's case, just all the picks and people just bashing on your name and you keep doing that, it's just not going to lead to anything good. There were a couple horrible throws in there that
1: just... I mean, well, anytime you throw four interceptions, there has to
0: be a couple. Well, yeah, I think, but we mentioned earlier, like, three were definitely his fault. The one to, I think he was throwing to Corey Davis was still, it was forced, but Corey could have made the catch, but it just got tipped and went was it someone? I think it was right in the middle of the field, actually. Oh, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I remember that one, but, but, jeez. Not a good day for Zach Wilson, most definitely.
1: <laughs> Certainly not. Um... But to be expected, I guess, as we mentioned.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're rookies. They'll learn, hopefully.
1: T- tough day for you, though, after putting uh, Zach Wilson 2 in the quarterback rankings. Even though, I did,
0: you know, I was thinking about that. As I was at the Bears game and I was seeing those stats rolling about Wilson, I was, oh, man, I did actually put Lawrence behind Wilson in that ranking, which, if I'm allowed, I'd like to reverse that. <laughs> I'd still like to keep Mack at 1 just because yeah. he's been so consistent, hasn't really made any mistakes. I don't. Has he thrown a pick? I don't think he's thrown a pick yet. I actually don't know, but which he I would have decided to know. He played in Miami, which is a great DB group. Um, and then the Jets, obviously nothing special, but still. Yeah, my, I mean, NFL players nonetheless. 100%.
1: And, and uh, what did I just have? I just had it pulled up. Oh, yeah, the Jets go over to Denver next week, which if you guys are watching Denver, they're actually playing really good ball defensively. Which you know yeah. is, isn't a surprise for a lot
0: of people. Not a surprise with Vic Fangio, yeah, but and that that DB squad.
1: That is going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm definitely not going to be betting the over on any Zach Wilson uh, props for passing yards or touchdowns or anything. That's
0: that's a stay away. Uh, I mean, I could see another pick party if he's not he's yeah. not careful.
1: 100. percent I mean, talking about that actually, let's let's look at this because. It is pretty interesting when you look. Uh, the AFC has two undefeated teams left, um, and that is the Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos, both coming from the AFC West. Um, good division. Good division. And then you look at the NFC, and you got Tampa Bay and Carolina, and the Niners, Rams, and Cardinals. So let me say that all again at once. we got Raiders, Broncos, Tampa Bay, Carolina— San Francisco, the Rams, and the Cardinals. Who are you just not a believer in of the
0: undefeated teams? Hmm. Honestly, out of those ones that you just said, the two that I'm the lowest on are probably the Panthers and also the Niners. Um, We just kind of talked about this, but I think the Niners, or off this recording, but uh, the Niners really struggled against the Lions and the Eagles who are I would say less than mediocre teams in the league, although um, better than we had projected them to I be. I think the Eagles good. Yeah. I think the Eagles are pretty good, honestly. I, I actually think they're a pretty good team. But, but a team that, that was like projected to go Super Bowl, make it a deep playoff run, should, should not be, be struggling against. Uh, although, I mean, again, I keep saying although, but they have had a lot of injuries, especially to their defense. Um, running backs one through three. Running back backs back. as well. <laughs> so, I mean, you're obviously going to struggle a little bit, but to. I to struggle against the Lions and the Eagles who, I mean, at least recently, historically have not been too good. Yeah, I think also
1: what's interesting about the uh, the Niners, when you look at their defense, is they are horrible against the run so far this year. Um, let's see, I got the number right here. They have allowed 133.5 yards per game against the run, which seems a little unlike them um, when you think of that defense, especially that front. Right. I mean, the... Overall, in terms of the uh, points allowed, only 22 per game, which isn't too horrible, uh, actually pretty solid. Um, but, you know, actually going back to that Niners game where they played the Eagles this past weekend, I, I would say the Eagles for sure lost that game. Uh, the Eagles had so many chances in the first half. I mean, they were just dominating them, having their way. And there was really a point where they were up 3-0, I believe, and it easily could have been 13-0. Hmm. So I think you know that right there kind of tells you what happens we, what happened because uh the Niners stormed right back in in the second and beat them up pretty good in the second half compared to uh the first half and the Eagles just never were able to close the door on the Rams or even really open the door for themselves. You mean the Niners? I meant the Eagles. In terms of the first half, they were no, never able to well, you said close oh, door on the Rams. That's oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, on the Niners, my bad. Uh but yeah, that that was just really interesting for me. I just think that, uh, like you said, I I'm pretty low on the uh, the Niners out of those undefeated teams. What about the Panthers? Are you the same boat as I am, or um, the Panthers is interesting? The Panthers, I don't know if you've seen all those uh, numbers. They actually like they lead the NFL in uh, DVOA for the first time in franchise history. Uh, just some quick quick numbers on their defense. They've allowed the fewest points per game at ten and a half. The fewest yards per game at 190. The fewest first downs at 22, the fewest yards per rush at 2.7, which is really impressive, yeah. and the lowest third down conversion rate at
0: 25%. So, I mean, that defense is playing really nice. Uh, Undoubtedly helping Sam Donald out, too. Yeah. If he can stay off, or if they can, you know, help him out on the defensive end, which he's never had, really, in New York, it's going to yeah, help his play. 100%. I,
1: I think also Sammy D. I'm not fully going to Sam of Sam on the Sammy D train, and I'm a believer in any way. But I think he just shows you that you just have to throw everything out of the window when a player has a, a past with the Jets. Specifically Adam Gase. I think you just toss it all out the window,
0: and you. It's, it's a new prospect at that point. Well, I mean, kind of back to what we were saying about Kyler, too. He's only fourth year in the league, so he's still... First. Kyler's third year. No, I'm saying, I'm, I know, I'm saying Sam Darnold's only oh, fourth oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's also relatively yeah. young. Um, so you can still... I would consider him first year. I would consider him a rookie. Right. Just, just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, based on of who I think he's learning more, how to play real football. That is true. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, good for him. I mean, just to be able to kind of put that stuff behind you and change your future potentially. We don't know. We, it's through two weeks. We don't really even know who the Saints are at this point. Yeah, I, I actually was just going to say, it's kind of interesting to to think about the Saints or even
1: try to evaluate them because the first game was such a high... And, uh, obviously they lose their, their next game, but what do they have? Eight coaches out. I think they had Ian book who is their third string quarterback, uh, rubbing substitutions for the team, which you don't want. You really don't want. He's a rookie, isn't he? Uh, he must be right. He went to Notre Dame. Right. It's easier to rookie or a second year. I either don't either remember, way. Yeah. But I mean, still they had, as we mentioned on our last podcast, they were pretty banged up going into the week to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, uh, maybe we overreacted on the saints,
0: um, maybe we didn't. Maybe we just actually have no idea what we're talking about for any of these teams. Well, it's just it's just weird to see a team shut down a Packers team who then goes and scores what five touchdowns or whatever it was. Cause I know yeah. Aaron Jones had four. Yeah. Um So it's weird to see a team be able to shut down such a highly powered offense like that with Devonta Adams, Aaron Jones, and uh, that good offensive line, and then come the next week and just get dismantled by. A team you wouldn't think is... I mean, maybe they'll make a playoff push, but it, it'll be... I thought the Panthers
1: were a year away from, right. from winning meaningful games. Right. But they, they look really good. And, I mean, CMC is just right well, back be, to being CMC. Yeah. I mean, he's... I, mean, I think he almost had 100 and 100. I think he had like 95 and 80. I, I honestly don't even know, but he's so good. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. He's the perfect fantasy player. Yeah,
0: but I, I still... I, I actually really am not sure what I think about the Panthers... It's hard. It's hard to make any sort of evaluation because, kind of like I just mentioned, obviously Saints are. You don't you don't know who they are at this point. Also, like you said, the coaching thing. But then week one they played the Jets. Yeah. Jets are are not the best team, um, which is apparent after this last week. But Zach Wilson did play better against their defense than he did against the New England defense, which is also weird. It's just the NFL. Nothing is just, makes sense. Yeah, the NFL is just going to be like this always. Um, it's it's literally nothing makes sense. It's
1: the Cardinals trounce on the Titans. The Titans just come storming back and beat the Seahawks. So I guess the, the I guess the Cardinals are amazing compared to the Seahawks,
0: but we'll probably lose to them. So it, nothing makes sense. Well, especially in division, divisional games are so yeah. tough because it could go either way. But I think in terms of the Cardinals game um, this past week. I think that was, not that you guys lost, but just in terms of how you guys played, I think it was kind of a letdown game. Just because you had won so adamantly over a team that was supposed to be pretty good, especially offensively. Um, And then you come into this game against the Vikings, who just lost to the Bengals, who were supposed to be one of the bottom teams in the NFL. I mean, you're not really prepping at the rate that you need to be. But honestly, I expected that because I thought that Mike Zimmer was going
1: to try to desperately avoid 0-2 and would pretty much throw anything at the Cardinals that he could. And as I alluded to earlier, their O-line played unreal. And, you know, I don't know their personnel inside and out, but I don't believe they have one of the premier O-lines in the NFL. So that was pretty awesome. I, I, we didn't even get a sack on Tannehill. Uh, I mean, on Tannehill. I'm, I'm losing my mind. Her cousins. Uh, but there there actually is a funny picture that Chandler Jones reposted where Chandler is so close to sacking him and JJ Watt is just being held into oblivion by the by the the right
0: or the left guard in the center it's hilarious it happens man i i've been watching that with Mac for the past yeah well, well ever since 2018 ever, ever since he popped right so it's just that's what's going to happen, especially when you guys have such a dominant defensive line, yeah. um, especially for pass rushing. Or like, I mean, I know you said you guys struggled there this past week, didn't you? We we just didn't get home. I would say we created pressure in the second half compared to the first half. Just didn't get the numbers. We just didn't get home,
1: but I, gotcha. I think also the the story about the Cardinals is when, you, when we were just kind of talking about how the league doesn't make sense, like they dominate Derrick Henry and they bottle him up, and then they get
0: exposed, not exposed, exposed by Dalvin Cook. Uh... Which, by the way, I mean, not surprising because he's another top, yeah. top tier running back, but like you said, Doug, I just, I mean, I just
1: yeah. think it's the different style of running. I think the Cardinals are going to struggle more with like, the, j- the jittery back and the quick mm-hmm. step back who can you know, move his feet like that, as opposed to like, Derrick Henry, who just runs into a wall and it typically works for him. He's a little more predictable. Yeah. Which, I mean, that does not mean that he's worse because the Titans somehow storm back into that game by running the ball. Did you see Derrick Henry had like a sixty-yard touchdown that really brought him back into the entire game?
0: I didn't get to watch the game because I mean, kind of at this point on Sunday, I was traveling to the airport to get back home, but yeah. um, I was able to watch a little bit of the end of it on the uh, one of the TVs that was across from us in the airport. Pretty insane. Pretty crazy game. The uh, which I mean, it
1: was it was actually I guess good for me because it uh, split the four undefeated teams that could have been in the nfc west so uh, i i love to see it but it was it was just interesting to see a team down what 30 yeah i have it right here they were down 30 to 16 with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter and they pretty much run their way back into the game they had a 60 yard derrick henry touchdown and then they get the ball back drive down the field henry scores ties in the game and then they win in overtime obviously but i just thought that was interesting it's it's not every day you see a team uh down 14 and come back with uh power runs and play action.
0: I think, um, didn't Julio have a pretty good game as well? Uh, I don't really, because again, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He balled. Yeah, he did. He had six for 130. Because I remember seeing the whole thing that they took away that touchdown from him. Yeah. Which he just, he just refused co- to score. Clearly a touchdown. Yeah, it clearly was a
1: touchdown, but it's almost like a game at this point. It's, it's almost like they're toying with, with Julio with the touchdowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can have
0: all the numbers he wants, but he just can't score. Yeah.
1: They're, they're like, not nah, man. It's not going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, actually, we were just talking about those undefeated teams, and I kind of want to segue back to it because the Raiders are undefeated. And last week, I actually said that I would sell high on the Raiders. Um, might still to this day. But it's pretty interesting to see the Las Vegas Raiders lead the NFL in total offense. Passing yards. Passing yards, which Derek Carr leading the, the NFL in passing yards 817 yards is, he
0: wants that extension
1: it's pretty awesome he'd rather
0: retire than play anywhere else yeah
1: and uh I mean just being 2-0 itself is I'm pretty surprised 2-0 against two good teams yeah too. exactly
0: Ravens and uh the
1: Steelers so and it feels like you can pretty much just count in that the Raiders will probably steal one from the Chiefs just because it seems like that's what they do division yeah yeah so it's just interesting I, I don't know where we're going with this Raiders season um it seems like it could fall off the wagon at any week this, <laughs> any week this point, but it's just exciting being yeah, from Vegas to see them. Do it's it really goes. cool. It's um, it's a little bit of like a Golden Knights nostalgia. A little different because it wasn't obviously first year Knights go to the Stanley Cup. Right. I'm not suggesting that the Raiders are going to be in the Super Bowl, but uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool being from Vegas to see it, and um, they play Miami this week. Who. By the way they played, it looks like they have no chance without Tua. Well, even with Tua, I'm not very confident yeah. in the team. I would I would agree, but Jacoby Brissett is looking awfully thick in that Miami jersey. <laughs> he he <laughs> that actually might be the worst uh, quarterback jersey combination in the NFL.
0: He he just doesn't look right in it. Uh, I mean, I know some backup quarterbacks that just don't look good in general. That's fair. Like I like guess Zach Wilson. Well, well, he might be back if we keep playing like that. But I, the one that I always think of is again, this is my Bears bias because he was on the Bears for so many years. But uh, Chase Daniels Chase just Daniel. looks so awkward. He's just so short and stubby. Yeah, he's just yeah, literally he's made like millions of dollars just sitting on the bench. And started like three games. The
1: numbers where they break it down where he's made like hundred and fifty thousand a throw. It's like yeah. nice
0: man. Wouldn't that be
1: great? I wish I could do that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that I'm I'm pretty interested to see how the uh, how the Raiders fare? I, I guess I was actually going to ask you. You know, do you trust the Raiders?
0: Oh man, I think you kind of view this in multiple ways. No, because their defense on paper shouldn't be as good as as, their point. as it has been. Um, but then you look at it, Max Crosby. He's I think good. he's leading, right? I, I maybe I think it was like PFF. He has like the highest rate. He's like the highest rate edge defender. I, I have no idea, honestly. Um. So. He's been insane. Um, but then you look at it. So, Josh Jacobs was out this past game against the Steelers. And you think, oh, they don't have their star running back. They're going to struggle. They find a way. And Waller didn't even have the biggest game this last this last week. But they find a way to win against one of the premier defenses. At least we think is yeah. supposed to be one of the premier def- defenses in the league. Um, they beat Lamar. And... The Ravens, which that was a crazy game in itself, but they found a way, at least sort of, to contain him um, and to limit his big plays. So it's, it's kind of weird. And then, like you mentioned, Derek Carr is leading the league in, in throwing yards, Yeah, which it, is just weird to think about. It is.
1: It's kind of funny. And also, I, I think when you look at that Raiders-Steelers game, I would say that I learned more about the Steelers than I think I learned about the Raiders. I would say I have comfort in knowing what the Steelers are now. I think that they are an elite defense that will win them games and a really bad quarterback who just can't play anymore. He's old. He He's can't move. He can't move. That's his thing, too. There was one point in the game where the uh, I believe the Steelers are on their own goal line starting a drive. I think it was a second down. And uh, Big Ben steps into a throw. To Claypool on the right side, and the way the camera has it, it looks like he's about to just throw like a signature Big Ben like gun sling down the right Mm -hmm. side. Ball goes thirty yards, almost interception, intercepted by Casey Hayward. I was like, I started
0: dying. Honestly, I was just like, this, this is the end of uh, of Big Ben. (laughs) So is is this you coming out and saying that he's retiring after this year? I mean, because he's only, or he's almost only retired after like what the past couple seasons yeah
1: I mean if I was his advisor I would say, man you should probably you should probably put the cleats up right now um, I mean he's made
0: his cash, yeah won a Super Bowl,
1: you know, but I don't know he's he looked really bad there's just a couple times where he looks so uncomfortable now he's like skinny, he still moves just as bad, and like he just he'll like get himself into weird positions and like kind of fling his body around and like throw the ball up and I'm just like, dude. Like this is not the same. Just go sit on the couch with your family. Like enjoy yeah. your kids. Like, yeah. come on. But yeah, actually though, talking about Derek Carr now on the other side, um, he made a really smart decision. It seemed like when they were moving the ball down the field, getting the ball out quick. Um, looked like he had his reads going down pretty sharp. His uh throw to Foster Moreau in the cor- left corner of the end zone. I don't know if you saw it. Beautiful. And then his touchdown to Henry Ruggs, which that essentially iced, iced yeah, the game, yeah. that was a massive nuts throw. That was an insane play call.
0: It was almost, it was kind of similar, not not necessarily in the um, same way, but he, that throw that
1: Kyler had at the end of... On fourth and five? Yeah, when he
0: just sprinted backwards and that one, was launched the it. the most insane call I've, I've seen. I, I, I can't believe I didn't bring that up, but thank you for... a huge, huge play. Yeah. Um, which, if that doesn't work, who knows We're what not. happens that game? But uh, he he did the same thing against the Ravens though too. I think on that touchdown play that they scored in OT, he kind of just sprinted back and launched it up, and it was kind of just weird. Like you watch and you're like what just happened? But so I mean, like you said, it iced the game. So he's making big throws, which I mean, there's probably many knocks on Derek Carr, but I think one of them is like obviously everyone knows he has a big arm. But can he consistently make the big throw when it's needed? And he's been doing it the past couple of weeks, which is great to see for all Vegas fans. Yeah, and the thing that fired me up about Kara, I don't know if
1: you saw this, but I don't, I don't remember what quarter it was, but he was kind of like a, a collapsing pocket, and he splits up the middle, and just takes an absolute shot right before the first down marker. And he gets hit so hard, and he's on the ground, and then all the flags start flying in. And he pops up and, like, gets to the first down and, like, starts jawing at the players, like, shaking his head. And I was just like, this guy's an insane man.
0: Well, that's why he's, like, the perfect – like, he's just the the whole – what's the word? I can't think of the word. But he just embodies the entire Raiders fan base. That's what I was looking for. He embodies the uh – the is he, is he
1: Fresno. Is he Fresno State? Fresno State. He embodies oh. <laughs> the Fresno State mindset. What's
0: what was that quarterback that played this past week against? Is uh, it Jake Kaner? Is that Kaner, That's what it was. Yes, <laughs> that's that's the mindset right
1: there. I don't know. We're going to segue to college football for thirty seconds. I don't know if you guys saw that Jake Hayner comeback. That was awesome.
0: Oh, it was super cool. I watched it because. I was watching the ASU BYU game, which, by the way, just quickly want to mention that ASU lost that game due to the sixteen penalties they had. They would have easily won if they wouldn't have done that. Anyways, I digress. However, um, dude, that was crazy. <laughs> it was going back and forth because uh, DTR. Yeah, he he looks a lot better. By we're that. familiar with him just because he went to Gorman. private school, Gorman, which mm-hmm. is also in Vegas and notorious for football. Um, but so you'd see him go down. They'd score, and then Hayner, who was holding his hip and walking like a nine-year-old man, yeah. would sling some not like forty-yard ball for a completion. And just he kept moving them, which was yeah. crazy, and they ended up winning. So it was that was an awesome game to watch. The picture of him laying face down on the field is just collapsed. Yeah.
1: Another game I really need to talk about purely because I actually had a parlay where I had both Fresno State and SMU in it. Um, I don't know if you guys oh. saw the SMU game. They had no business winning that game. They were a huge moneyline favorite. Of course, I had them because I'm a fool. Hail Mary tip ball ball game. Which, uh, by the way, it
0: wasn't like a tip that fell like straight back down and someone in that pile caught it. It was like some dude standing all the way to the left. Yeah. It like what do you what would you say the tip went like four like three like or five four. yards? Yeah. 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 And no, just, yeah, yeah, straight to his hands. Yeah, it was like just, a three yard tip. Just
1: ridiculous. That that was ridiculous. And for anyone who is wondering, if you are in Arizona, the sports betting promotions here are outrageous. They're very fun. Um, I just did the win bet, uh, $200 free bet, and I had it all over Stanford. Um, we are fading Vanderbilt all year this year. They are a horrible team. Um, it did hit. So go Cardinals. Another The, the other Cardinals being the Stanford Cardinals. And uh, shout out to sports betting. It's amazing. Uh, not sponsored, but if anyone does want to sponsor... I, I would love Caesar Sportsbook, DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM. Like, we're just going to actually start promoting them as if we are sponsored, but we'll come. we're, but we'll we're come. totally not. Um, so yeah, free bet. If you want, go check out Caesar Sportsbook. You actually get a jersey if you bet $100 this week. Um, a jersey of your choice? A jersey of your choice. is actually okay. a really cool promotion. Same. Caesar Sportsbook, if you bet $100 this week uh, on NFL games... They send you $150 credit to NFL shop for a jersey. That's pretty cool. So you'll be catching me in a Buda Baker jersey pretty soon. Um, number three. The number three. That's, that's my number. cool. Um, one thing I did want to talk about is I know we mentioned the Packers and their win, mm-hmm. um, which was impressive. Um, I would say actually one of the bigger takeaways I took away, aside from Aaron Jones just saving my fantasy team, which was awesome, is that... Uh, Jared Goff is just like so much better than the whole league gave him credit to be, or more just like the whole fan population gave him credit to be.
0: You have to wonder though if it's because the offense that they run in Detroit is just a lot simpler than it was in LA in terms of just like not being asked to do as much. Yeah, I just feel like in L.A., like, it was so complex, and they had so many different sets and trick plays. Tricks Right. So, I mean, maybe in Detroit, it's just a lot, since they're a coach, I think is more defensive-minded than anything else. Um, it's just yeah. a lot simpler for him to understand. And uh, like you said, though, he's been doing well. Yeah. I, but
1: also, to get back to Aaron Rodgers, he played a great game. Uh, let me, I have his numbers right here. 22 for 27, 255 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, The four touchdowns kind of padded with the Aaron Jones touchdowns, but I'll take it because it helped my fantasy team. Um, But yeah, I just thought it was interesting because he did play a hell of a game. There was a lot of talk last week after he played the Saints, and I just thought it was kind of ironic to see, like, oh, look who's back. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is back. Like, how does Aaron Rodgers, like, silencing the haters, and I'm just like – you know, the Detroit Lions are not that great of a team, but I'll give it to them, nonetheless.
0: And we'll see, because, so I think the NFC North this year, we play the AFC North, couple good defenses, couple good teams in that division, um, and we also play the NFC West this year. So, again, three of the undefeated teams in the NFL are from that division, and the Seahawks arguably could have won that game that they played against the Titans. Um so, he'll get to play some good teams, and the Packers will get to play some good teams in general. We'll see who they really are, probably, by middle of the season, you'd have to assume. Um, it'll be interesting, though. Like you said, we don't really, I mean, we also don't really know who they are. It's just, it's a weird situation all, all around. 100%.
1: And we are actually going to take a quick break and then we are going to come back to you with a little more discussing of teams and the scope of the NFL, maybe some uh, early cross-offs and a little bit of preview into week three. And we are back. Uh, We figured we should wrap it up by discussing the uh, Thursday night game and the Sunday night game where uh, Lamar finally beats his crypt night. You know, I would say it's it's tough after a weekend of football when you uh, digest everything, specifically, you know, we're prepping for a podcast and then you're like, oh, wow, that Thursday night game almost a week ago where Daniel Jones just is awful. Um, it's just always, it's always funny to like have to, to draw back onto the Thursday night game. I know we almost forgot it. Um, it was a disgraceful game for the, for the Giants. Uh, and I actually don't mean Daniel Jones was awful in that game because he actually played uh, pretty good considering it's Daniel Jones. I just mean Dan Jones is awful in general. Um, but,
0: wow. What a, what a disgraceful way to lose for the, for the Giants. Oh, man. Just that penalty coming right on the missed kick. And have you seen the video where
1: people have like chopped it up from two different angles and it looks like he almost had the perfect jump, like it actually wasn't offside. No, I haven't seen that. There's, I'll, I'll show it to you after this. There's there's an angle of it. There's an angle where he looks off sides, and then there's one of those Twitter angles where they right. with the different uh, camera. And it looks like he perfectly jumped it. But regardless, it, it's not even about that because it's still such a gross loss. I mean, I, th- I thought the Giants were the right side. I thought the Giants were going to win the game. Um, they should have won the game when you consider it, it was Heineke. Even though Heineke's actually not that bad.
0: Um, I think it's he, his team now, apparently. Apparently it's
1: his team. According to him. But when the Giants take the lead, or no, no I'm sorry, actually. Washington takes the lead. The Giants punt really quick back, and then Heineke throws that horrible interception. Giants take the field, have the field goal to win, and then Washington comes down the field, gets the second try, and, and wins the game. But still, like how the, the Giants being zero and two, like the... How, how desperate are they? Like, well, what's it's just so giant. What's, right? what's the pa- or what's the panic meter at one to ten? If you're if you're part of the Giants, that's such like an ESPN skit, like an ESPN like Monday morning watching football,
0: right? But like, I would be really worried. To be honest, I mean, who did they who they lose to Week One? Broncos. Broncos yeah. are a good team. They got manhandled. though. They got manhandled. No Saquon, basically. He was limited reps. It's kind of the same um, in their game in Washington. So I think that he's a huge part of their offense. But at the same time, I don't remember if you... Because I, I did watch this game. Like you said earlier, it's hard to like remember because it feels like it was forever ago with all the content that we've absorbed. But I don't know if you remember the the portion of the game when Galladay was just screaming at Daniel Jones. Yeah. They, I mean, you never want to see that type of... I mean, yes, it's football. Tempers are going to get... Like, they're going to rise and people are going to get heated. But you never want to see your second best, probably, receiver just screaming at your quarterback. Well, especially the guy you paid in the offseason. Right. The guy you
1: brought in and you were like, this is going to be our weapon. And they haven't even used him all that much. Well, he was a part of my fantasy football team. He was recently dropped for the rookie Rondell Moore. Um, But, yeah, I think uh, he had 40 yards, I believe. Uh, last week. I think he might have sub-100 on the season. He has 102 yards in two games. Yeah, not great. So I I think they paid him maybe high teens in the millions. What did they pay him? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyways, I just thought that was gross. And and what you mentioned about Saquon, I got a a nice little stat for you. Saquon Barkley had 57 yards on 13 carries against the uh, Washington he had a carry for 41 yards.
0: Right, yeah. So
1: he had 57 yards with one carry for 41 yards. So he had 12 carries for
0: 16 yards the rest of the game. Dude, that's, that's not good at all. I mean, when you're spo- supposedly a top-tier Superstar running, running back. Right, yeah. And I know you and I, I, don't. I don't know if we mentioned this on the last podcast or not, but I know Jack and I have had a conversation about if we believe – that Saquon, is, I think we did. I think I, we did the trashing. Right. Yeah, is truly a superstar, or whatever, and he's just so consistent. You don't, you don't know what to believe. And yes, he's coming off an injury, and yes, he hasn't played for like a year. Um, but then if he, I don't know, is, it, I just, I just don't. Believe I'll tell you him what, you way. never want to be twelve for sixteen. I'll tell you that. I think even yeah. the best running backs would not be twelve for sixteen, no matter how good the opposing defense was. Yeah, but I mean.
1: It's, it's got to be tough for Saquon Barkley, because he has the fastest player in the NFL, Daniel Jones, on his team,
0: making runs. Didn't he get that really long one taken back? Daniel Jones? No, he had, he had like a 50-yarder. Did it, did it not have a flag on it? I almost feel like I, I could had, definitely be wrong. He had
1: 95 yards rushing.
0: Yeah, that's insane. When your quarterback is just absolutely tearing you apart in the rushing game, not a great sign. Um, not at all. But, it, I mean, overall, it was a pretty interesting game. went back and forth. It was uh, definitely
1: a good way to start off week two. Oh, uh, yeah. I was I was pretty interested. I did have a lot of... Uh, I actually did bet the Giants, and uh, I picked them in our last week's podcast, so I was pretty devastated, to say the least. Um, cried about it all night. <laughs> you know, it was a rough one.
0: I mean, Scare Terry showed up, as yeah, usual. He's so good. Oh, he's super God. good. He's so good. Um,
1: but,
0: but Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: I, I was honestly going to say that that's just a trash Thursday night
0: game. Let's talk. Well, about the, let's talk about the real one. That, well, I was gonna say just really quick. I was gonna say I don't. I can't imagine that it had good ratings on TV when it's the Giants and I mean Washington who have been. Do you know? The, do you know what game they're putting out tomorrow? Uh. Uh-uh. Carolina at Houston. Which Houston? Okay. Props to to Houston because they have been playing well. Um, Davis Mills now though. Yeah, exactly. Davis Mills, which I think in our first article I mentioned that. We'd probably see Davis Mills earlier rather right? than later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's I, pretty good. I feel so bad for Tyrod, but at the same time, it's kind of just to be expected at this point in his career. Um, I would say it's also just with that team. That team's just a
1: dumpster fire. Well, it, they were perceived as a larger dumpster fire than they really are. But uh, they, okay. they still are a dumpster I fire. I think that's
0: a fair evaluation. Yeah. Um, but the Panthers would probably win that game pretty handily, especially if they keep playing like they have been in the past couple weeks. But yeah. anyways. You know
1: what I actually thought about just a... Just to separate from that really quick before we talk Mm Chiefs-Ravens, I've been thinking about this because uh, Sam and I actually, we both went to uh, Del Webb Middle School, and uh, one of our classmates was Brevin Jordan. uh, I played uh, basketball with him. Yeah, the the, uh, tight end from University of Miami, who's actually now on the Houston Texans. And I was thinking about, like I genuinely was thinking about this really hard. Can you imagine working like your whole life for something like that, and Mm -hmm. like of all teams in the NFL of all-time eras in NFL history you get drafted to
0: the 2021 Houston Texans. Well so here's the thing, right? I'm not sure how the timeline really worked out chronologically. So did I don't know if you remember. I think it did, but did Deshaun Watson get like the allegations before the draft? Right. I I See, I don't want to be quoted and say yes or no, but I feel like it was yes. I feel like it was too, but Hypothetically, if it was no, I feel like he would be pretty excited to just go because I mean, you, Watson would is like basically a team by himself. He'd put up numbers, yeah. but I mean, without him, I yeah. mean, I was also thinking like, if you're a rookie on the Texans, like,
1: have you had a conversation with Deshaun Watson? And like, what do you think of that guy? I don't. Yeah.
0: Do, do <laughs> they like make sure you don't talk to him at that point so you don't end up doing stuff like that? I don't know. It'd be really weird. It'd be super super odd. But yeah, yeah. Shout out to Brevin. Hope he's doing well. I don't That's know. Awesome. I, I don't even no. know if he's played or anything. Uh, shows you how
1: great a friends we are. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, but still, that'd be really tough. It I would be tough. I would personally be pretty sick to my stomach if
0: that was me. But I mean, end of the day, you're going to make millions of dollars in That's facts. your dream league that you've been working for your whole life. So That's facts. There's some give and take, I'd say. Talking about Deshaun Watson, I actually was on campus today. We,
1: uh, If you guys know <laughs> we are Arizona State students. Um, I was grabbing my delicious lunch at a Cliff Bar, um, and I saw a kid wearing Deshaun Watson jersey on campus, and I just was kind of curious. Like, did you get the memo? Like, do you like? Are you meaning? Like, are you just trying to start something? Well, I just want to know what what was the build of this kid like? What what did he look like? It was like cargo shorts down to like like high shin, past the kneecap. Like, definitely not an appropriate length. And they weren't cargos, but they were shorts, with a Deshaun Watson jersey. He looked like a high schooler. See, that's a tough thing because that's he might have been legit. He might have been wearing that like this is my guy. I don't know
0: anything about, about sports <laughs> about what's wrong with this right. guy. Like, see that just based off your description, the shorts really throw me off. See, I think if it was like long shorts, criminal, criminal they, in this stuff, especially cargo shorts yeah, and for that. Matter. They weren't they weren't cargo. I think they were like the. Uh, What's
1: that, like, material that they used to make those amphibian shorts out of? <laughs> those, oh, like I, I know like, you're totally, talking about. Like, to... Yeah, like, yeah, thin, yeah right? I got you. Like, reflective, almost. Yeah. Oh. Bad luck, man. Bad luck. I mean, if
0: it was a frat dude wearing that, obviously, he's just, you know, just for the memes, just yeah. for the jokes. But, like, that not, kid... Not man, a good joke, still. Not a good joke, but <laughs> very disrespectful, but you get my point. 100 like, If it's that kid, he may not even know what's going on. Yeah. That might be his dad's jersey or, you know, whatever. That'd be even worse. Wait, <laughs> did the Texans
1: offer, like, the Aaron Hernandez? Uh, well, he, I guess he hasn't been criminally charged. They don't do, like, exchange or jersey, like, for right. an actual NFL player. Right, yeah. I don't know. Really, really random side note. Let's actually get back to football. Anyways. And let's talk about Lamar Jackson finally beating his kryptonite in the Kansas City Chiefs. That was really awesome. Um, I actually was all over the Chiefs. I thought this was the Chiefs game for sure. And uh, if you watch the game certainly was the chiefs games to lose uh the two early picks by lamar didn't seem like uh it was going to be a good game for the ravens but right. honestly it seems like pat mahomes had like the uh had like the player option like do you want to opt into winning this game or do you want to opt out dude was out
0: he was fully out yeah, just – I mean, once again, I was still in the airport at this point and my flight got delayed and whatever, whatever. So we're trying to watch just off of Wi-Fi. And I did see the beginning where Lamar was – I mean, three plays in, you throw a pick-six. Not a great start, especially oh, yeah. to a, like a series where – It was a bad throw. really right? right. bad throw. yeah. Um, not a great start to like a series of games where you're supposedly like being compared to this player that you'll – oh, apparently you'll never reach and whatever, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he did – he ended up winning – uh, he, he, he pretty much put him back into it I would say he did with help from the defense he for sure did I mean also like shout out
1: to the uh, the NFL taunting rule where you know you, oh, can't, you can't point at a guy but like Lamar Jackson can just do flips into the end zone which like I'm totally cool with which is, I mean he should do flips into the end
0: zone but still such a dumb rule it's, it's just like, it's like such a case by case basis honestly it's only for defenders I feel like yeah it's so dumb it's really dumb whatever but at any
1: rate um Lamar was, looked awesome. In the second half, he, uh, did you see his jump pass to Marquise Brown? No. He might have been probably, traveling. Yeah, but yeah. Marquise Brown played a hell of a game. And he's also faced a lot of criticism in the past two years.
0: Right, because he kind of flopped. Over. He kind of just,
1: just disappeared. Yeah. And he was supposed to be like that.
0: Uh, I mean, his nickname's Hollywood. Hollywood Brown. Right. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, he was Kyler's boy in, mm-hmm. back in Oklahoma. So, like, I, I thought he would be really good. Um, so, th- it was really cool to see him ball. All in all, it was really cool to see uh the Ravens get that win, even though I did bet the Chiefs. Um I would say that it seems like it seems like Pat Mahomes is just getting to the point where like he obviously knows he's the best in the business. I think he's getting a little bored out here. It seems like a little bit of a like Warriors title run-ish where they're just kinda like they're clearly not putting
0: it all out there, it seems like. Um well, it's almost also, too. I think it's almost, he's at the point where he's like, how much more does he have to prove? Like, you know, like he's done so much crazy stuff already. First loss in September. Sorry to cut you off. That, see, yeah, I mean, even that, that's crazy. Like,
1: 35 and one is, I think, is the, is it 35 and one? I have no idea. That, I have no idea. That, that sounds really Either way, high. that's insane. Yeah, that sounds really high, but still. First loss in September.
0: I just think he's done so much. It's just like hard for people to watch him. Like he does. It's like they, we expect so much yeah. out of him all the time. When he loses, we're like, oh, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah, what's wrong this with this guy? But you know, Lamar's also a great quarterback. The Ravens are also a great team, even though they lost to the, you know, the Raiders last last week. And funny
1: enough, the Chiefs have a very bad run defense. I it's they they had some uh, injuries. I don't even think Honey Badger played their Week One game. I, he didn't. I don't. Know. Think, yeah. Um, I think so, COVID, though. I yeah. think it was a protocol. But, I mean, that's your captain in your defense, but still, two weeks through the season, they've given up the most rushing yards in the NFL, 404 yards, 202 a game, and I think six
0: per carry is the average against uh, the Chiefs. They've never been a defensive team, though. They always, But were, they've gotten better. They have gotten better, I will say that. But I mean, even then, like, they're always just heavily leaning on that, that offensive triad of yeah. Mahomes, Hill, and... Uh, the got shut out of that game. That was awesome. He was pretty non-existent. Which, is that Marlon Humphrey just shadowing him the whole time? You'd have to assume, right? I, yeah, or, or
1: a combination of scheme. I mean, the, the Ravens have a good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and they knew what they were coming up against. I, uh, it's pretty awesome seeing the, uh, the viral clip of uh, Harbaugh. Lamar!
0: Lamar! Yeah. You want to <laughs> go for it?
1: Lamar's like, nah, man. Let's punt this one away. Right. I don't, I don't want this one. Like, no, of course. Uh, that was still cool. That was a really ballsy play. I think they really had to do that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that was really the only way they were going to win that game. It felt like. But still, my biggest takeaway is that Mahomes is just at a different level. That he's just bored. Did you did you did you see the video of him uh, when Ray Lewis came out for the
0: Ravens? Oh, they were all hyped. Like Ray Lewis was doing his dance, and Mahomes is like laughing, like toying around. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it's kind of overplayed at this point. I think it was yeah. cool when he was a player, obviously, to, like just hypes up the crowd, hypes up the whole team. Oh, Ray team. Lewis? Yeah. Uh, but I think at this point to bring in a, what, 40, 50? He's, he's got 50. he does when he enters the I know. He's got to be like 50-something years old. You imagine that he's got to be like, oh, this again? Like how many times do I have to do this? You know? I feel like he lives. I think he lost it. I think he lost well, it. Well, that's just kind of his personality, though. He's Can you just, imagine in like
1: 2035 if they have like LeBron at a Lakers game and they make him like throw a Yeah, him. throw the chocolate. LeBron, come here! Yeah, yeah, come here. <laughs> Uh, it's just <laughs> that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But actually, we did tally up our
0: predictions from last week. Yes, we did.
1: Um, so Sam currently sits in the driver's
0: seat. I'm so out of the sixteen games that happened. I'm sitting at thirteen for sixteen. Jack is at ten for sixteen. Let's talk
1: about our uh, our, our key losses. Where do we? Where did you go wrong? You only had three, so, so didn't have too many to list.
0: I. We both, actually, on this one, incorrectly picked the Steelers to beat the Raiders just because we kind of thought Tough. the win against the Ravens was, you know... A little climax. Right, little climax. right. Um, but they got the win. It was pretty unexpected. Um, we also both picked the Saints. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, now. Both picked the Saints, so... Missed on that one because apparently Panthers was missed really looked bad. pretty well. Missed really bad. Or looked pretty good. I don't know why I said that. Um, and then the last one that I missed on was I picked the Chargers over the Cowboys. So Okay. I just wasn't too confident in the, the hurt Cowboys team. What did I... Uh, I whiffed on a couple. I, I had a couple close ones. You... I mean, I don't even know if I'd call this a whiff. You picked the Giants, which came down to that kick, obviously. Should have, should have known. I, I, you can never put
1: anything on Daniel Jones. Right. That's my new rule of thumb.
0: Um, you also picked the Eagles. I loved that pick. I actually loved that pick from the start. And Should have won. Yeah, again, a game that easily could have been won by the team that you picked. Um, <laughs> this one I don't really know how to count it for you, but you said half Bengals pick. Um, and no, a no we response. No as comment. we were recording this, you just said I you picked the Bengals, so we just rolled with that. No comment. Um, mention the Saints. Um, mention the Steelers for you. And then also you pick the Chiefs. I picked the Ravens. Gotcha. So it's just you know yeah. that one probably the Chiefs was the smarter pick. And that's the way yeah. just historically yeah. and just because, like you said, I think when we recorded this last time they had Patrick Mahomes, so you're gonna take the team with that has Patrick Mahomes. I, I tend to take the team with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, not not a bad strategy there. I tend to do that. Um so do you wanna hop into recording our next takes for week three right now or
1: I think uh yeah we should let's wrap it up and let's do a little predictions for week 3 let's okay. do the same thing where it's right. a uh, blank at blank and we'll just do the, the yep. winner or loss
0: ok so Thursday game like you mentioned Panthers at Texans I'm all over the Panthers I'm also going to take the Panthers with uh, Tyrod Taylor out there's just no way that I think the Texans are going to be able to get a win like you said they're kind of a dumpster fire organization at the moment ok uh, Colts at Titans divisional game I think the Titans are going to be overvalued in terms of a sports betting look,
1: mm-hmm. because of their big win. I'm going to take the Titans, and I know we promised uh, quick answers, but we forgot to mention Carson Wentz. How do you roll or spring See, both of your ankles, man? Uh, Seems impossible, but like, he finds a way to get injured in any way, huh? I, whenever I watch this guy, like I'm just amazed at how you can find a way to like fall in the most uncomfortable, awkward way. And somehow get banged up, like it, it's got to be a
0: skill. It kinda.
1: is, yeah. It like but seriously though, what do you do with two sprained ankles? Can you walk? Are you is, he, is Carson Wentz in a wheelchair? Just crutches. Just, no, you can't even do that. Could what, you? Yeah. you can't put your weight on any <laughs> yeah. of any of the ankles. Also, oh, like yeah. I just always envision that SpongeBob character, like. Oh, my leg. my leg! After every hit Carson Wentz takes. Or, or like you mentioned, the character from Grown uh, Ups. The, grown-ups, grown-ups, the yeah. full cast guy <laughs> yeah. standing straight up. That, that is Carson Wentz that in the, is uh, Carson
0: Wentz. the Colts facility this week. I'm going to take the Titans. I'm also taking the Titans for similar reasons. I don't believe in Jacob Eason. That's their backup. Did, wait, did you? Sorry, once again. We are going to segue again. Jacob Eason,
1: on his first throw, coming into the game after Wentz got hurt, mm-hmm. targeted Jalen Ramsey and threw a pick.
0: Yeah, not not very bright. Did the coach, like, did, I don't know what he was thinking. Did I he, mean, maybe it was like a reverse uh, psychology thing, like, yeah. oh, we'll go at him because they won't think that we're going to go at him. dumb. There's just no dumb. idea what he was thinking. I, I feel
1: like Jan Ramsey is just at the level where, like, he just he's so good, like, yeah. I would not
0: even go near that guy. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Next game up, Falcons at Giants. Oh, the Giants have to win that game. I'm taking Falcons here. The so we're going to split the for the first time. Giants have to win that. If the Giants lose that game, like, wrap up the season. I'm going to take Falcons. So we're split finally. Chargers-Chiefs. Uh, I mean, as big of a fan as I am of uh, Herbert, I'm going to go Chiefs here. I'm assuming you're going to do I'm going to take the Chiefs, but I, I think that it'll be a closer game than, than I think. We imagine. Yeah. Bengals-Steelers. I'm going to go Steelers here. I, th- I feel like they bounce back. I also, after just watching Give me the Steelers. Um, Burrow, not too confident.
1: Give me the Steelers. I feel like we're in the exact same bonus last week where we're just missing it. It's Just, just one picking all thing. the obvious ones, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Bears or Browns? I'll take the Browns. I'm going to take the Bears just because I want my team to yeah. look good, and this is going to be a recurring theme every single week, even I'm though I, won't, I don't necessarily believe that we're going to win. But, you know, got to right, do right. it. But if they do, you look smart. Exactly. Yeah. That's the upside. Okay. Uh, Ravens at Lions. Ravens at Lions. I'll take the Ravens. Yeah, this one's weird. I kind of just want to take the Lions just because. And like like we said, they've been playing kind of well, but I'm also just going to take the Ravens. So Especially because I just took the Bears, and I probably know they're going to win. We picked seven. I'm going to guarantee we've missed two. Probably, seven. yeah. Um, Saints at Patriots That's a weird one That's such a weird that's game That's a weird one to me um, Will the coaches be back? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think That's a big question, right? I'm going to take the Saints Okay I guess I'll split I'll go Pats
1: Yeah I think the Pats I think it's going to be a really interesting game Actually that's all. I, that's all I can
0: say yeah, well, I guess we'll find out. Um, this, I mean, we have a couple that I could go wrong on, because I've been kind of diverging. But anyways, uh, okay, cards at Jags, that's kind of obvious. I'm going to hammer the cards. I'm also going to do the same. Uh, Washington football team at the Bills.
1: I'm going to take the Bills, and I'm,
0: for some reason, feeling really weird about that. I'm also going to take the Bills, and I think you feel weird just because we were kind of talking about it earlier, um, what Josh Allen just. Josh not Allen just, yeah, he's just kind of weird. Kind of weird, but you know, early in the season, B- very early. Also, I
1: think uh, I've heard a lot of talk that that uh, Washington line, in terms of the betting line, is a lock. So that's just that's purely why I kind of like
0: Washington. I got you. Okay. What's what the next one? Jets at Broncos. Be the Broncos. I'm also taking Broncos for to Reid Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dolphins at Raiders give me the Raiders I'm also taking Raiders gotta stick with the hometown team Plus, I feel like the Dolphins off.
1: might win that game
0: though uh, without Tua not too confident I know I feel like the
1: Dolphins are a lot worse without Tua but I feel like this is the this is the Raiders game where it's like now everyone's finally high on the Raiders and then they just, just like blow they just remind it. you what the yeah, Raiders
0: are that's true that could definitely happen but I'll take Raiders Seahawks Vikings Seahawks at Vikings Seahawks at Vikings give me the Vikings Okay. I think they run all over him. I'm going to take
1: Seahawks. I think uh, Zimmer's going to be, just like he was pretty desperate to avoid 0-2, I would imagine that the uh, they're going to be pretty focused
0: going into this one. I can see that one going either way, to be honest. Um, Bucks at ramps. Really good game. I love this game, and I love the Bucks in that's, this game. That's got to be America's Game of the Week. I'm also going to... Hammer the Bucks just because of what I said last week about the Rams. I don't really believe in them that much. Plus, they struggled against the Colts. Like,
1: I'm I'm just gonna say I I think that the Bucks are certainly a better team than the Rams. Yeah, I think all around they definitely are. It kind of confuses me when people uh, have the Rams as like number two in the power rankings over the Chiefs. I'm like, they're just not better than the Chiefs mm-hmm. or the Bucks. Yeah,
0: I think it's just a lot of hype with Stafford being there, yeah. and you know, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Packers at Niners. Packers at Niners it Can be Packers I'm also taking the Packers Even though I hate them Yeah me too uh, And then finally Eagles at Cowboys is Give the me the Monday Eagles. night game. Sorry Eagles Sorry to cut you
1: off But I've, I've been looking at this game I've been eyeballing this game And I, I genuinely believe This might This might Decide the division And it's and It's insane to say that At week three But The team that wins this game I think has a
0: huge Advantage and I, on the other hand, am ha- going to have to diverge from your take and go Cowboys. I just think Dak is just so impressive. They're kind of starting to figure out the whole yeah. Pollard-Zeke thing. Wait, this game's in Philly, right? No. It's, oh, it's, it's in Dallas?
1: It's, uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, i got to think this over again. I'll take the Cowboys. I'm sorry. Cowboys oh, yeah. you going to make rewrite it? If it was in Philly, I
0: would take the Eagles. Okay. But... So those are gonna be our predictions for week three. See how accurate we are.
1: Let's, uh, actually, I wanted to, before we end this up, I, I know we mentioned we wanted to talk about a, uh, a write-off team, maybe, uh, mm. that, that we're eyeballing. And it just hit me. Um, we have the board right here of the divisions and their current records. And I'm just gonna ask you, and then I will follow. And we're gonna do this on a weekly basis, so stay tuned. We're going to have one cross-off team for each of us uh, every week
0: starting from this week. So why don't you kind of explain what a cross-off is? I'm just going
1: to say a cross-off would be a team that you want no part of in the sense that it could either be like, I don't even see this team winning three games, four games, or this team is... Very hyped up. I don't see them as a playoff team or this team is all over the place, even though they're kind of viewed as like a middle of the pack team, but I'm just all the way off of them. Basically, I think I explained it to you as like what's a team that if you could have equity in an NFL team right now, you would want nothing to do with.
0: Well, with that being said, I think the team just looking at the current standings of all the divisions, the current team that I would like to cross off, I think it would be Pittsburgh pittsburgh
1: of all teams really well i
0: mean there's the obvious ones like the jets like you're not gonna take that team or like, like you know i i would because i was gonna say like i would if you're gonna say an obvious one i thought it'd be jacksonville well yeah there's obviously like those teams i think are kind of just like surefire shots though you know okay so like maybe my my two i guess i like would, that though Pittsburgh would probably be pittsburgh or maybe like new orleans just because like don't do new orleans don't fall or, for that trap or maybe like Carolina. I don't know. You just don't know what those two teams are that I just mentioned. Carolina and New Orleans. And they're wow. in the same division. It's just weird. You're um, going way opposite than what I imagined. But I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh just because. I like that. Um, they did beat the Bills. Yep. Who are a good team. But then they struggled against the Raiders. I don't think their defense is as good as it is like rumored to be. As people are expecting it to be. And also, like we talked about earlier, Big Ben might not have it in him the whole year. And then what? You have to throw in Rudolph again? Or like Haskins? Like mm-hmm. worst case scenario? I actually really like that pick. I think it's so, interesting. I, and I'm not a huge fan of Claypool. Juju kind of bothers me with his TikTok thing, so I might yeah. be playing into it. But I, you know. I like... I, and
1: to, to speak about their personnel, I, I actually like Najee Harris, but I just don't... Oh, that stiff arm? That stiff arm was insane. That was really cool. Man. Um, I just don't see him being like a, You know, like the five, six, seven times a game he's just exploding out into the second level like right. beating a linebacker to the edge. I, I just don't think that A, their offensive line is built like that and that they're just going to play like that. Mm-hmm. I think, like I alluded to earlier, I think you kind of know what you have with Pittsburgh. So I actually right. really like that answer that kind of threw me off a little unorthodox. Um, but, I mean, it's just always weird to hear like the Pittsburgh Steelers counted out. Right. Um, considering they went 8-8 eight and eight with Macy Rudolph two years ago. Right. Uh But, when I look at the board, I would have to say, besides Jacksonville, which I feel like everyone's off of, I'd probably say, I'd probably just go to the Giants. And we talked about them, but I just don't see a world in which the Giants have a winning team with Daniel Jones under center.
0: Mm -hmm. And... I just don't really like what they're doing over there. No, that makes complete sense. I get that take for sure. Another interesting one would definitely be the Colts.
1: The Colts? See, I thought about that, and then I kind of went back and forth, and I still am kind of a firm believer that we haven't seen remotely like anything close to what the Colts can be. Mm-hmm. I think that they had the most brutal luck of off-season, uh stretch <laughs> leading up to uh, the preseason. Yeah. So I would give them some time. Also because Eric Fisher, their left tackle, is – just started last game going into a second uh, start this upcoming week. Right. They play the Titans. That division is not that pretty. They can right. beat the Titans and be number one in that division. So yeah. I'm going to
0: stay away from them. I'm going to pick the Giants. I think the Giants are toast. Definitely a better pick than mine. I think mine's a little out there since it's I like early, it early in the season, but that's Our kind of just where I'm doing. I'm totally respect
1: it. So thank you for uh, listening to this episode. And, uh, we, unfortunately, will not be in any games this upcoming uh, weekend, so we won't have uh, have the firsthand experience to give you. But uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll be talking some more ball, and uh, hopefully uh, the Cardinals can pull us up to 3-0. Love to see Justin Fields uh,
0: beat the Browns, too, in Ohio. <laughs> That'd be sick. Go Cards, baby. Let's go.